I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Steve. Oh, uh, we don't need that. Okay. Are we working? Steve? Can you all hear me back there? Yes. Does he need it? Does he have notes? Do, do, do you want to hear me back there? Yes. Um, the reason I'm here tonight, the main reason I'm here tonight, well, initially, Brent asked me, if I would come, and to share, and honestly, this whole thing has been so weird, uh, the fall, the, uh, this is not Steve, that's Steve's fault, I twisted his arm to use our own mic, so I may be squealing some, hopefully not. Um, I mean from the mic. <laughs> I am really funny. You just got to bear with me. Um, I don't even know where to begin uh, except to thank Brent and Suzanne. Um, many, many of you, and many of you we know, uh, Brent has come over unless he's been out of town, I believe every single Thursday since I fell and spent two to four hours with me. Um, if I'm getting him in trouble right now, I'm sorry, but I am so incredibly grateful for that. Um, The Lord told me to come tonight and that he really is, I know y'all, this happens a lot, you hear it a lot, you've come with different needs and some of you with things to give, uh, and Joe, he is going to finish what he started. And you're, I believe in your back. This year, you're just what he's doing throughout. Anyway, um, there. Those of you who have heard me speak know that I'm succinct, organized, and get right to the point. <laughs> no, so I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just going to try to share. I'm trying to, to go with the Lord here. Um, if I'm missing him on this one, I'm sorry. But earlier when Susan Folker was um, sharing about, I forget how you phrased it, what I was seeing was at least two people in the room that you, you need to make some kind of symbolic act to know how received you are by God. And that's going to open up a ministry for you. One you don't know about at all. And a couple you're already aware of. And I don't know what to tell you to do. I mean, an altar calls in. If, if that's any of you, and I say at least two because that's, um, do y'all mind just coming up real quick? 
Let me pray for you. This would be, if I'm not being clear, if you clarify it more, please say so. You've got a dream, you've got something in your heart, and you have felt like there's something you've done in the past or something you haven't done that's keeping that from happening, but you're not quite sure what to do about it. And if that's you, please come up, because things are just going to flip for you if you do. And, Brenda, if y'all got a prayer team, however y'all do it here, please. Um, I let say let me hold your hand. You're going to hold my hand because mine's, my hands don't work right now real well. So, how embarrassing. You're trying to, you know, pray for people and your hands don't work. What's with that? Um, we're going to let the Holy Spirit just ripple through. Do you realize what this is going to do to this church? What, a fourth of you came up? No, I'm cool. Go ahead. Jesus, we're waiting on you. Y'all get ready, because this may be the only reason I'm here tonight. The Lord's going to do a lot. Holy Spirit, come upon these people who have been brave enough to step forward, because all the power of hell just came against them, just this moment. And the fact that they barely felt a ripple shows where they're at in you already. Father, we praise you for that. Because that's your doing, it's not their doing, except a little piece of their heart opened at one time and said, yes, if it could only be. Father, I pray that where there has been Money seeming to be the issue. That first, that would just stop in their minds. <laughs> and then follow by the truth that you are their provider. There has been time and time and time again where Carl and I have had no money before Shepherd's Gate now with Shepherd's Gate, <laughs> you've built millions of dollars worth of buildings. We've never had any money, nor have we had a capital campaign, nor have I ever known how to raise money <laughs> or even attempted to do so. It's you, Jesus. Father, right now, I think I've said what you want me to say. Lord, ripple through right now. Holy Spirit, come. Flow in Jesus' name. Some need your fire. Some need 
the refreshing of your river. Some need the wind to blow. In fact, they all need the wind to blow. But God, as they've stepped forward, don't let them leave here tonight without a knowing, a knowing, a knowing in their heart that they can't shake. Oh, they may doubt it a little bit, but they're not doubting it. It's the stinking devil lying in first person, making them think they're doubting it. That's what's so stupid about this. We just think it's us sometimes. It's not you, even if you're doubting. You're going to have the ministry God's called you to, that he's declared for you before the foundation of the world. Some of you will go to other countries. Some will be right here. But remember, please remember there's no limit. There is no limit to the number of people, the buildings that you can build. The limbs that are going to grow out. Pam, including yours. Oh, God. Do what you promised you'll do. Do it, Lord. Come. Come. Work on hearts right now. Someone actually is, um, please say what's on your heart right now. There's two or three of you that uh, are evangelists. <laughs> Some of you just like to talk about Jesus. But there's, there's like a burning... Um, uh, um, you're actually feeling a burning in your chest. And you, you just kind of know it's you for right now. There'll be plenty of time for the rest to speak and do works, do miracles. Somebody there on my left, go ahead speak, please. Because someone needs to hear it. In a classroom, and they're the children that um, there were so many third graders that um, they had to create another classroom. Lori. And the kids in the classroom were the kids that the other teachers didn't want. And Thursday, I even got one more that was a problem. And um, I just want to say that I almost gave up. I almost went and got a postal a post office job because you could make 70000 no. right away. And no. I just couldn't no. let myself do it. And um, this is a school that I worked at a few years ago in second and third grade. And um, I just want to say that um, when you're at the very bottom, and I almost fell in a dumpster digging 
out stuff for recycling so I could get money for food. And I thought, God, this is not right. And so I just want to say to you guys, don't give up and trust God because God is the God of supernatural. And in the classroom, the Lord had me put treasure on the board. And then I put name. And I was talking to the kids about identity and that they were created with an intelligence. And their identity was who they are and their... um their um, race and heritage and that they're born with an intelligence. And we talked about the eight different intelligences and how that they're born with everything they need, the skills, the intelligence, the talents, the ability to do what they're created to do and to be successful and to reach their highest potential. And I said, we're going to speak positive and we're going to encourage each other and we're going to build a community. I go, we're going to be like a family because we're here from 9 to 3.30 every day. And we're going to build a strong team and we're going to help each other and we're going to become everything we're created to be. And the little kids, their faces, you should have seen the smiles on their faces and they're going, intelligence, you know. So then I had us go around the room and speak the kids would speak the positive things that they saw in their classmates. And it was beautiful because they were coming up with words like marvelous and excellent and trustworthy and fair and responsible and wonderful. And this one kid said, and she's beautiful. And it was just amazing because everything that I've learned here about finding the treasures and speaking out treasures and people and encouraging people, it's like God has positioned me in this public school. And I don't say God's name, but I say you are created to be um, who you are. And it was just so powerful. It shifted the whole environment of the classroom. And these kids were just Praise precious. God. And one little girl came to me on Friday and she said, Miss Craig, can I get a piece of paper and pencil and crayon? She says, I like to write songs. She goes, I have a song I want to write down. And I said, yes, you can. And it was just so precious. So I just want to praise God because when I was a little kid, I used to line up my dolls and my stuffed animals, and I used to teach them about Jesus and teach them my papers from school and church. And I... I almost gave up on that dream because some people were going, you're too old. Nobody will ever hire you to be a teacher. And um, I almost listened to the lies. But God, but God created this classroom, a new position with all the little children that nobody else wanted. And when I realized what God was doing the other day, I just sat down on Friday and I said, God, My body hurts all over and I'm so tired, but God, you're going to have to help me do this. And God, you're supernaturally doing this. And I just thanked him for everything. Just thanked him. And it's just, it's powerful. So don't ever give up on your dreams. And that's the message I wanted the kids to to get was think about the things you did when you were a little, little before anybody spoke negative to you and told you you couldn't do it. I said, that's connected to who you are and the the um your purpose and destiny. Praise God. More.
Um, I was sensing that you had something. I'm sorry. Susanna. Susanna. Um, and then blend this way and. Okay, so um, 2010, my daughter brought home a little Japanese student to stay with us over the summer, and she was a real uh, delight, and uh, we got connected. She went back to Japan, and we stayed connected through the years. It's now 2015, and when, we, when she was with me in 2010, I... I she wanted to know about what Christianity was about. And so I spent that summer sharing with, a great deal with her. And she received the Lord, and she told me, if my people only had this kind of faith, they wouldn't be stumbling around. They wouldn't commit suicide because the suicide rate is quite high in Japan. So uh, she came this summer to introduce us to her new husband, you know, and she really wanted us to meet him, and she was very happy. Um, she went back. Again, we prayed. I, we prayed with her, and she got the gift of tongues, her and her husband. And uh, uh, she went back. Unfortunately, she had a... A very bad tragedy, and that was um, upon her going back. Her mother actually committed suicide. So I was, um, I've been, you know, sending her messages and messages and telling her I'm praying and all this. And maybe if all of you would join me in the prayer for Sei Ori in Japan and her family. But um, I got on the internet and I happened to see there's airfare. $586 to Japan <laughs> right now. And it's like, that's incredible. So I'm planning on going there. And But I had prophesied over her, and I had told her, I said, you are going to be a teacher to your people. And so I think the Lord is setting something up. Praise God. So that's part of the dream. And I didn't even know that dream was coming but here and it is. What, uh, if you don't mind sharing, what, what was keeping, what would be keeping you from going? Uh, just the right timing. Just the right timing. Okay. I mean, I really have the funds. I, that's a whole nother testimony on how the Lord's flipped our finances okay. and all. But, you know, I have the funds to go. It's just when the Lord, his perfect timing. For the sake of time, Brent, Brent's obviously shared. There is, I am so drunk. <laughs> In the spirit. <laughs> just clarifying. I'll sober you up. <laughs> uh, we're... Uh, There's someone down here with needs to share. Uh, would you all that doesn't have time to share, because this is so awesome, at least share with one person before you leave tonight? Yeah. I think it's important a decoration comes out, but uh, there's a gentleman down this way. I don't know if he's a gentleman or not, but there's some guy down there. 
Yeah, all, all, all week I've been going around. I, I've been away from church for about a year, and I came back, and I was talking to my pastors, and I've been reading my word and stuff, and I heard, like, the Lord saying that uh, the enemy, whatever he's taken, the Lord wants to give it back double. And then I ran into a doctor at Starbucks, and he was like, I just read that. He goes, this is confirmation. So I'm just here today to tell you that whatever the enemy has taken from you, God wants to give it back double. And that's in scripture. Everybody, I speak that into you right now in Jesus' name. You're the boss. Um, so I just um, got like a picture of the Lord and me asking him for things and he and the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus were like, is that all? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I felt like the Lord was like, is that all you want? Like I have this limit of things that I ask God for because sometimes I think I reach that limit of asking for things and I felt like God was like, there's no budget in heaven. Uh, And so I felt like that verse about when you, when you know that he hears what you ask for. You already have it. You already have it. Oh, and that he always does above and beyond what you've already asked for. The problem is we don't ask. And so it's not a rebuke. It's just to start getting on his page of what he dreams about for you. It's okay to Go crazy with their dreams, cause I guarantee you he's crazier. Thank you all for coming up. Um, no, just mark this this night, however you want to mark it, calendar or in your mind or um, crazy redheaded up here, whatever you want to do. But don't forget this night because your mind will try to trick you and so will the enemy. Whatever the lack was initially, you'll throw it right back. But you're going to see turnarounds. And thank God, that's what I've had to learn. That I didn't know I had to learn. God knows there's so many things I had no idea that I needed to learn. And there's many more. But it's to be thankful for every small thing. Um, um, If I've got a twitch in my finger, praise God. Because that's not supposed to happen for six years. Um, and it's, it's already happening. And it's your prayers. Your prayers. Thank y'all. Can, uh, go ahead, be. And Brent, you'll have to hook me because I don't know. 
just hook me up once I'm going too long because I don't even know what where I'm going. Um, one thing that um, has surprised me is that being in a wheelchair paralyzed, um, my, by the way, Brent, I, went, I, went, I don't know why, I was even planning on sharing anything about my recovery, but I should because you guys have been praying and there has been leaps. I was paralyzed from the neck down first happened. I'm not. <laughs> I, I work out uh, six days a week for three hours uh, with people that have no heart. <laughs> they just, that's not fair. They, they, they love me and want me to get well. But they hurt you, man. I mean, it's really tough working out, but uh, I'll be buff again one day. But I've, it's been very scary. I think the worst thing that could have happened to me was I, I like to hike. That's how I spend my time to get visions for the ministry God entrusted us with, Shepherd's Gate, from the Lord. Um, I'm an introvert. I do not like to... Uh, talk in front of people. Um, I, it's, it's just been, Carla had to feed me. I finally found some forks and spoons where they got these little circular things. I hook them over a finger. And uh, I didn't tell Brent about him. He was still feeding me, but now he knows. <laughs> <laughs> now it's out. <laughs> um, I've not been able to walk, and uh, it's just been hellacious, except for where mostly God's showing himself through people like you all, many of you all, literally. Um, because I've always had a close relationship with God ever since I was 10 years old. And my relationship with him, I realized that was almost exclusively experiential. And by that, for me, it meant I could pray a prayer and see it answered very quickly. And I've seen many, many miracles. Um, I remember at Shepherd's Gate, one little boy had cut his foot open, and I think the bicycle spoke. It wrenched his foot, cut it open, and the mom was trying to find the keys to go take him to the emergency room. His name was Bobby, and um, I was getting aggravated because I didn't know what had happened. I was in my office working, and this kid screaming. It's when there was six of us in one office over in the old shelter. And I came out to see why someone wasn't taking care of this child. And he's laying there on the couch with his foot propped up, uh, very much in pain, screaming. And I kind of kicked it over in his spiritual gear real quick because I was embarrassed because I came out very angry. 
and none of y'all have done that. Uh, maybe you haven't. Anyway, um, we gathered around him and prayed, and the cut went away, the foot went back to normal, and he jumps down and he goes running outside to play. The mom comes running very frantically with the keys and says, where's Bobby? I said, I think he went outside to play. And she said, he can't. I said, well, why don't you talk to him about it? Nobody told him this, but he told his mom. He said, Jesus, fix my foot. And, uh, I had a massive heart attack, some of you are aware of, many years ago now, 1998. And between, that was here at our church. Um, and between Friday and Monday, God gave me a brand new heart. And they checked it 11 years later uh, through some tests, and they said, we don't understand this because your test came out, and they gave me some figure. I said, well, what does that mean? They said, well, it means that you've got like the heart of an 11-year-old. Wow. Trying to take care of my body up until this. And um, let me just say, I was not taking care of my body when I fell. Um, and so I spent a whole lot of time finding scriptures or trying to find scriptures that justified him punishing me. They're not there. They're not there. That's when I started to get well. Um... Thanks. Yeah, probably. I can pick that up. I just want her to help me. <laughs> um, been able to travel with Brent. Been, been. When I gave up my career in uh, electrical engineering after 20 years, it's all I knew. Carl and I both gave up our careers, and one of my passions is travel, and I knew I would never travel again because if you go into ministry, you have no money, and you can't go anywhere and do anything fun. (laughs) And another lie. Please, if I'm not clear that these are jokes or lies, point them out because that's not true at all. We've been all over the world except for the... uh, Far East, and each time it's been great because we've been able to uh, minister um, in Israel a couple of times, and you know Greece to um, 
Ireland, you name it. I mean, places I would want to go, Paris. I'm not sure we ministered in Paris, but everywhere else we ministered, as well as tours. And God gives you the stuff that's, it's just the cherry on top. You can't, you just can't give, uh, give away your life to him without him giving it back. So incredibly much better. And even being in this chair has opened up. We used to have, I think, 75 people on a list that would, it was like a revolving door coming to our home, bringing us meals. And it was so appreciative, except sometimes we'd have four families show up, and one family was leaving a meal, one was freezing a meal, one was going to plan on having dinner with us, and we didn't know it. Everybody was helping. It was so beautiful, but um, just to feel the love. I felt like I had died and got the benefit of seeing how people at least acted like they felt toward me. That's the most incredible blessing. I wish you could all go through that because you're all very loved. You've got more friends than you've got any clue about. I mean, you you do. Trust me, you do. Don't take them for granted like I did. <laughs> um, this week, we I'm going to speed this thing up. I'm sorry, because I did want to have a little time to minister, and I'll probably a lot of time for you all to minister one another, too. Um, I've got a hand therapist that's a friend of Carla's um, that comes by. I didn't care for her. She teaches yoga. <laughs> I knew yoga was bringing spirits into our home. That I probably shouldn't have said that exactly like this because I'm not all for yoga if you're taking it in certain ways. There's... Uh, something called praise moves now, which is stretching, which is very similar to yoga, and so we won't get off on that. But anyway, I didn't like the girl trying to get Carla for about two to four years. Quit going to this person. And after I fell, uh, I never met her, because I didn't like her. You know, I never met her. (laughs) She taught yoga. She was ruining my wife and my marriage. God. These are things I've learned that were also lies. She comes three times a week pro bono to work with my hands. She's not going to let these things die before the nerves connect. The nerves are starting to connect, thank God. But... um, (laughs) She doesn't know Jesus yet. Why would somebody come by three days? You know, there's a lot of people that have the love of God in their hearts, but they just don't know who he is yet. Her and her, uh, she's got three children, one for her little five-year-old, uh, came this Wednesday, it was. And I saw them, I thought they were arguing out front. I could see out of our condo. Uh, doors and they were yelling I knew and it looked like the mom was pulling the little girl and I thought 
you know, mom and daughter, Tiff, right before they get in there to help me. And um, they came in and didn't say anything about it. And I wasn't going to let that drop. Something was wrong. Something was amiss. So I brought it up. So I thought I'd ask the little girl because I figured she'd be honest about it. <laughs> and uh, she said, uh, I saw God. I said, you did? I said, where was he? He was right above our house. And going back to the scripture you had, um, be still. And it's pretty hard to do for those of you that have had to do it. It's very hard. But I asked the girl, I said, well, was it a cloud formation that kind of looked like pictures of Jesus? And she didn't know who Jesus was. She had no clue what I was talking about. She said, no. (laughs) She said, it was God. (laughs) So I thought I'd catch her on this one. I said, okay, well, what did his face look like? You can't see his face. I said, what do you mean you can't see his face? He said, it's too bright. Hmm. So what was he doing? He was just laying there with his feet propped up. <laughs> yeah, she, she saw God. And her mom worked on my hands for about two hours. And you crush them and grind them and stretch them and bend them back. I have to do these. Anyway, she worked on my hands for a couple hours. And they were about to leave, and the Lord prompted me to hold her mom's hand that he wanted to give her something. And I said, what? And he said, I'm not telling you, I'll show her. <laughs> but I have learned, too, and this is so important, it ought to be in the Bible, that we're supposed to obey him. <laughs> it's critical, if you hear him, that you obey him. Amazing the miracles that can happen. Anyway, I started to grab her hand and couldn't realize I couldn't. And she thought it was kind of silly. She'd been messing my hands for two hours already, anyway. And I just said, uh, her dad has uh, cancer. And it's to the point that, whatever the point is, that he's taking just hormone shots, uh, where they're just kind of letting him last, I think, kind of as long as he can without doing anything else. And um, the Lord said, I'm going to give her a Holy Ghost bomb. I thought, is that what you want me to call it? (laughs) (laughs) He said, that's what it is. I said, well, the Lord wants to give you um, a Holy Ghost bomb. (laughs) And she said, okay. So she grabbed my but I said, I can't, I can't reach you, so grab my hand. Um, and she grabbed it, and she jerked away real quick, and then she came back. And I don't know, pray for 60 seconds, just, Lord, give her the gift that you have for her. And she said, do you know what happened to me? 
I said, well, I kind of got an idea. Why don't you tell me? And she said, I have never felt anything so wonderful in my entire life. So what would you feel? And she said, it was a mixture of a lightning bolt, electricity, and liquid love. I said, that's exactly what I felt it was going to be. And actually it was. I got hit with it, too. You know. but, um, I said, if you'll uh, pray for your dad, he'll be healed. And she said, I don't pray. And I certainly don't pray out loud. I said, well, that's okay. Do you ever hug your dad? And she said, well, yes. I said, that's sufficient. Hug him, but when you hug him, in your mind, be intentional that you're releasing. You don't have to call it the Holy Ghost bomb, that you're releasing whatever God gave to you. Forgive him. And his PSA went from, I don't know how high it was, to dropped immediately. And just so cool. I mean, I. I had a lot of weird things happen. Um, well, speaking of that, I mean, can I talk about weird, th- weird things too? Brent and I have seen so many weird things together. He's, I won't talk about all his. Um, <laughs> that didn't sound right. <laughs> I love this guy. He's, uh, I know y'all do too. He's my pastor. This is our church, even though we haven't been here much. I hope we'll be here a whole lot more. Um, I was in Guatemala in the jungle. And um, typically what we would do is have a medical clinic, pray for people, give them T-shirts and Bibles and toiletries. And uh, then that evening we'd show up, I think the cross and the switchblade in Spanish. And you don't like Guatemala or what? I'm sorry. <laughs> don't look at Suzanne, anybody. <laughs> She's crying. Um, she's feeling sorry for me, most likely. Um, anyway, we were in the jungle of northern Bataan, and um, this one night... We only had one light bulb and a generator that ran the injector. And we would ask people to come to the light if they wanted to receive this God that was being portrayed on the screen. And um, this one guy looked really strange. He was glassy-eyed, about Brent's size. And he had a machete with him. I noticed none of the rest of the crowd did. And I whispered to one of the pastors, I said, who is he? And the pastor said, that's the village demoniac. I thought, great. (laughs) I said, has he ever heard anybody? He said, well, yeah. He tries to all the time. He's demonized. And I said, you know, has anybody tried to fix him? He was kind of like the tomb guy that tried, but 
they couldn't. They hadn't killed anybody, but you know, just chopped a few. And it, it didn't, either way, it didn't sound good to me. And when the pastor called for anyone to come forward that wanted to receive Jesus, um, this guy starts coming at me with his machete, <laughs> slinging it over his head. I thought, Lord, please make him want you. <laughs> and the guy fell in the sawdust, just... <laughs> and the Lord told me to put my hand on his back, so I did. And his back started rippling, like fist-sized, boiling all over his back. And I assumed it was demonic. And I just said, wash out everything that's not of you, Jesus. And he started getting up. And I kicked his machete away from him. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I didn't want him to hurt himself. So... The guy gets up, and then he goes for the pastor. So I'm about to jump him at that point. And he grabs the mic and starts preaching the gospel. Christ. This is really surreal. Is this really happening? And as it turned out, he had been sick, and the doctors couldn't heal him, so he went to the witch doctor. And he got well, except he was full of demons that point on. And God set him free. So he became an evangelist. Wow. Uh, if I could uh, just three quick, I hope if we're in five minutes, tell me I'll stop. All right. I didn't mean it. Um, I'm sorry. I really am. I'm, this is so wonderful. The spirit is so thick. Uh, at least it is on this carpet. I'm uh, having trouble even talking. Um, thank you, Jesus. And Father, may you have all the glory and the praise and the honor. Lord God, thank you that you have a sense of humor and gave it to us that your joy is our strength. Um, a friend of mine was, uh, took him up in his helicopter. First time I've been up in a helicopter. Um, and uh, actually let me fly it, which was a mistake. I buzzed Shepherd's Gate. <laughs> Some of the ladies recognized me. And it's against the law to buzz, anyway. Um, <laughs> We landed, and um, he uh, said he had gout. I don't know how that subject came up. We were eating some kind of sandwiches. Maybe they reminded him. But um, he had gout in his legs and in his thumbs and hands. And 
never going to take his license because he could fly a helicopter with gals, I guess. And uh, we shouldn't be anyway. And I said, well, I, you know, I remember years ago where I called a friend over the phone. He was in L.A. and I was in Atlanta. And his legs were like elephant trunks. And he said he had gout. I didn't know what it was, but it didn't sound good, so I prayed he'd go away, and his legs shrunk instantly. And this was a Baptist friend. He didn't believe that. But, but he was telling me it was happening. So, uh, so I was just telling a story to him. He said, well, would you pray for me? And I said, sure, I prayed for him. And he got a call, a call. Five minutes later, I got a call from him. And he said, this, is, this doesn't happen. I don't believe this. I thought I'd done something to his helicopter. You know, I didn't know what he was talking about. And as soon as he got into his truck, the gal went away completely. Wow. I'm going to finish this story and stop. <laughs> this guy, uh, two years later, called me. And he said, Steve, you're the only person I'm calling. Uh, I'm not telling my wife or my family. And he said, I've got cancer in my lungs. Oh, great. I mean, you know, who wants that kind of a... I said, why are you calling me? He said, because you, God healed the gout. You know, healed the cancer. And he did. It's, it's just been amazing to be like this and to watch God continue to move anyway. Um, thank you all for praying for me because he is healing me. And I've wanted to give up. If Brent hadn't been coming over, if my wife hadn't been so faithful, loving God so much, I would not be getting well. I don't know why the weight, it's almost like I don't even care now. I do and I don't, depends on the day of the week. But I didn't know that I didn't love my wife like I should. Ministry always came first, not to her, but to everybody else. It's just important we have our priorities straight. And God doesn't have to break your neck. To make you realize it, you just have to ask him and then obey. And I am so excited for this church. I'm so excited for you all that came up. I did ask a prayer of God, and he's going to answer it. And uh, Brent, however y'all do your ministry. Um, I won't try to call out specific things. Um, 
well, I saw many. Um, a lot of financial, and um, so we'll call that out. There's the, the financial problems are just gonna gonna stop. Um, his work's gonna go forward, but no one, and I don't think I misheard him. I'm not 100% accurate hearing God, but I have journaled since 1985, and I'm about 97%. Hindsight is always pretty accurate, but when I've compared it, and so I'm believing this is one of those 97 percentiles that if you came in here with something that God didn't give you, you don't have to leave this room with it. And I know you see miracles all the time here. You see them on the streets. Anyway, I have to say that because as best I know, as best I know I've ever heard God. This is a unite. If you've got something that just couldn't and shake loose. Thank you, Brent, for letting me come and share and for being my friend. Thank you, honey. Be seated just for a moment, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have people forward that want prayer for sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I I guess I wanted to say one. Th- this is I wanted to say a couple things. Um, the miracles along the way have been astounding, and um, we didn't really get into that. But I wanted you to hear that. Like I don't know, a few months ago, uh, several months ago, a doctor had Steve who had not seen Steve. Got his, you know, charts, and when he came into the room and looked at Steve, he said, oh, I have the wrong room. This is not who I'm looking for. Because he saw what the injury was and said, this can't be the man that's sitting here. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I haven't been there day in, day out when there's, you all know, any, especially anyone who has chronic, uh, pain or things that just, you know, go on and on. It's hard day in, day out. And, and Steve's gone through all that. But to see, Weeks pass and then months pass at times and see huge changes. I just, um, I helped him up out of his chair just on, uh, Thursday when I was there. And I had also helped him up two weeks earlier. When I say helped him up, that means I'm coming down and lifting him up. His knees lock in. He's able to stand. Uh, I help him still and I put him back down. But the point is this, is that in that two week time, a huge difference in what he was able to do, the strength he had. And that's just in the last two weeks. So I'm, that's what I'm saying is this is progressively, it's happening. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I do want to say this because just in case somebody heard, actually I heard Steve say this, but I also know he jokes and says things. He, he does not believe that God broke his neck. Can I just say that? Because you said those words a little while ago, but I know that's not what you meant. It was in the context of something else. Those are the, those are the 
tricks your mind can play on you. Those, that's the battle sometimes is believing those things. But I know Stephen, his heart of hearts knows that's not what happened, that God is using all things, but didn't, but did not cause that. And, um, the way you, what, what did you say? God, God didn't push you? God didn't push me. He just didn't catch me. And I don't know you, what that means. Yeah, you, I was going to say you could laugh at that, but there's... Made it up. <laughs> but no. it's this whole thing of, yeah, God doesn't cause evil. He doesn't cause pain. No. That would be a really weird dad who would do that and say, but I'll heal you anyway. Um, so, but what does he allow at certain times for the greater good? Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, but I'm just saying that just wanted to make that really clear so that nobody's walking away here because the last thing he said, what I want to get back to you is some of you have something here that's not from God. That's what he said, right? That's not from God, meaning pain, meaning disease, meaning something. And that his 97th percentile uh, word is that, is that you don't have to leave here with that. So I want to invite you up um, I want to invite you up right now to come up and we're going to pray. So if that's you and you got something you don't want to leave with, come on up. Just come up, come up, come up. Wouldn't be surprised if it's most of you in this room, but come on up. I'm going to, uh, Steve, I'm going to hold the microphone for him so we can hear things better, okay? Uh, there, there's some that just didn't quite fit, like having something you don't want to leave with. Uh, there's, other than the problem, uh, there, there's a, I think there's a couple in here that's been trying to, uh, to, uh, have a, a baby and, um, I'm not sure anyone even knows it. So if that's something you're still just trying to kind of keep to yourselves, that's okay too. But um, if that's you and you want to come up for that. Um, so um, I'm, this is, yeah, we've got like, you know, nine-tenths of the churches standing up here. So let me just, yeah, let me just begin for a moment. First of all, um, we're, you all know this, right? We're receiving from the Lord. He's the one that heals, right? So I'm going to have Steve pray in just a moment. And I'm, right now, just, just put your hands out, um, if you're willing. And, and Lord, we're trusting you for, for the gift of, of what it is that we need. And we heard tonight from Kat, Catherine earlier that, um, that, uh, there's no, no limit of resources. There's plenty in the bank for whatever it is we need, including healing, because Jesus' blood paid for it all. So we receive, God, the gift of the healing tonight. Wow, we receive that gift. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming and releasing. There's just a a blanket of healing right here, right now, that's, that's cascading over you and around you and through you. And if you don't want to do this, um, I really do feel um, 
um, like just do some kind of crazy line and just go real quick. At least let me touch. It's going to be a one a one person or, or a two person fire tunnel. <laughs> but I, I I really want to touch anyone. Um, okay. While I have nothing whatever to offer, not even wellness. I think that's the key and why I'm supposed to do this. I never, I mean, I mean we, all, we Bryn just said it, it's Jesus. We know it's Jesus. Uh, can we do that? Set this up. Okay. All right. This is good. This is not going to take a super long time. It, um, huh. Parents, it is that time you could, oh, they could go first. Parents could go first. Okay. So if you got kids, you, parents, you get to go first. Here's what we're going to do, all right? Um, I, this is my, this is, first of all, this is my prayer that everybody's here for one reason, that you would actually wait the 10 minutes or whatever it's going to take to get the touch. All, this is just going to be going down the line and we're going to do it several times. So if your turn isn't first, just hold off. We'll, we'll, he'll go up and down the line as many times as it takes to do a new batch of people, okay? And Because uh, we just want to honor. He just talked about obedience, and this is what he's sensing. And this is the, one of the crazy things I know about Steve, is that when he says something, I totally listen to him because it almost always happens the way he says. I, I'm, I, he's not God. God is God. I'm just saying I pay attention because he's got this connection thing going that's pretty awesome, as we all do. Um let me say this. So, so this is what we need to do. In um, is I'm going to actually ask you to kind of move back first. You're going to have to stay standing, or you can sit and then come up. Move back for a little bit first. The second thing we need to do is these three carpets need to be moved that way. Just, just trust me on this one. And Steve will have to move in a second. So move over here, Steve. No, no, Russ, I want the carpet, and I want it moved that way. Because people are going to maybe lay down on that when they get touched. Yeah, that's what we're doing, Steve. We're getting the carpet. Plus, you need to just start on one end anyway, because you're going to make your way down, right? Okay. Yeah, just, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, Pam, can, just for a moment, is it possible just to move that back? Okay, Carla, Steve, your husband is asking for your assistance. Awesome. Okay, and the last thing we're going to do, um, S- Steve, I'm going to have you, um, like, literally, like, go back, go backwards. I'm going to have you go this way. Okay. Okay, so... Um, because now the first row of people, I want you actually standing right in front of the carpets. Now, the carpets are there just in case. We're not asking anyone to fall down. It's just if the Lord is touching you and you do, we want you to uh, have a place for you to lay down. Which means anybody who's getting prayed for, everybody else, you're going to be catchers. Okay? Because all the prayer teams all intermingled with you. <laughs> so... Um, just just make sure somebody's behind them in case. They should get touched and go down. And and really quickly, come here, Russ. I'm not gonna actually do this, but really quickly, as you're as you're catching, all that all they need to know is that you're there. So it's okay just to, to lightly touch them, but you actually want to be down here. 
Because if they do, if they do go down, this is much easier to lay someone down than if you're up here. Okay. And the last thing is, is you don't put your arms through them. Don't do that. Just do right here. Okay. It's that simple. Um, that was your quick lesson. Okay. So the first group, go ahead and come up. And oh, for parents, parents, if you have kids to get, you get to be first. Come on the on the, come on this side of the carpet. There you go, like that. That's why I have you here, Steve, so you can just go right down the line. Anybody, any other parents that, that are here for healing? Yeah, come on up. So actually, you're going to come up and move back that way a little bit. So go up so you miss this and then go back. Because you got people back here to touch. Um, no, just come on back. Anyone else? Okay, then the rest of you can fill this in. The first row, come on up. And you guys come up a little bit closer. Just there you go. Make sure he has room, but just come up a little closer. Okay. All right. We're doing this. It's working. Oh, right now, before we do this, let's move this back. Now that Pam's off of this. Move this back. Okay, good. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. Um, two things. One, the reason I call Carla up is we are one. Um, actually, I thought she was going to be sharing tonight. I, I hope. I, maybe she can come back and share sometime. Carla is a preacher. She's amazing woman of God. Um, the other is, uh, some of you are going to have, I'm going to call it, I don't know what else to call it now, Holy Ghost bombs. So you're going to be carriers, and it's for you, it may be for somebody else too. Okay? But be selfish, though, tonight for you. You want to operate out of overflow. And Carla has something to share before we start. Yeah, um, Brent had asked me um, if I had anything to release, and I thought, well, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But then I prayed, and I know this sounds just really basic, but just the word faith came. And I'm not talking about, oh, you need more faith, you need more faith. Jesus is the finisher and author of our faith, and he lives in us. And I just, I just, I just want to raise it up in this room that God will accomplish everything that concerns you. Everything. 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 So I just want to raise that, raise that right now, that if you need healing, if you need finances, whatever the need is, if you just need a touch, I, I just that, that, that would raise up in this room and everybody would just reach out and grab what, what Steve has, has taught tonight. Just grab what you need from God because He so wants to bless you. He, He just so wants to bless you. He so wants to care for you. And I, 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 I mean, I, I, I would like more time of how God has just so cared for Steve and me and in all of this. And it's unbelievable. So, so Lord, we just, we just speak forth your glory in this room. Holy Spirit, come and touch every person, just every need here, God, that it would be met by your glory and your presence, that every single person would be touched in a, just a real miraculous way tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
Wow. Let me just say this while you're while you're waiting for Steve. Um, one of the one of the lies of the enemy is that if you have weakness or something's wrong with your own body, that somehow you're disqualified from praying for others or being effective. That is such a lie. And um, and so even even you know in this case physically, you know Steve's going to pray for others who are going to be healed, and that's the Lord because He uses the weak things of this world to display His glory. So you're never disqualified. Um, but that's just physical. How about some of you, sometimes if we, we feel like, well, we have struggles with um, depression or therefore we can't pray for others who have that. Know that you're exactly the one. If you're getting messed with, that's because that's the area of authority that the Lord is going to deposit into you. But you can pray for others to break those things even if you're struggling with them yourselves. So I just want to encourage you. That's That's the truth. And in fact... If you want more um, instruction and practice and that kind of thing on healing, um, Joe and Anna right here, they're going to, in in a couple of Tuesdays, um, s- on our Tuesday night school, they're going to start, they're going to teach a five or six week class on healing in just a few weeks. I think it's in um, October 13th. Thank you. So starting October 13th. So I'm just telling you, because if you're one like, I would like to pray for the sick and see them healed, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do that. Come to that class. By the end of that month, you're going to be praying for people, and you're going to be seeing them getting healed. That's what's going to happen.